0: You know, sex offenders hate the local. Yeah. You know why? Too many stops. Yeah. <laughs> From the smallest room in New York City comes a show that gives you a reason to live. Oh, sexual assault is fun. Right. Manhattan Criminal Court. female victim tearfully breaking down while describing an allegedly terrifying Halloween encounter with a drunken Manhattan prosecutor dressed as Superman. Well, they say dress for the job you want. Personally, I think he's a sucker, 35-year-old Eli Jerkasky allegedly choked 31-year-old Kirsten Shook during a brawl at the Murray Hill Bar. I was petrified. I thought he was trying to kill me. In his defense, she was dressed as Lex Luthor. Shook says Jerkasky was hammered, looking for his coat. She says he picked up her purse and scarf from a chair and threw it down. She says she angrily told him not to touch her things. Weirdly... The alcohol they'd consumed seemed to add to the problem. He screamed at me, you cunt, and started rushing toward me. I splashed beer in his face. I thought it would slow him down or stop him. You're thinking of kryptonite. Throwing beer at people enrages them. Damn, she really is a cunt. Glad I could help. According to Shook, he slammed her into a railing, dragged her to the floor, and choked her. She says it took four men to pull him off. Jerkasky says, at some point, I put my hand on her shoulder to calm her down she immediately pushed me away and punched me in the face his defense lawyer says well she tossed beer in his face and then clumsily fell against the railing injuring herself and her
1: pride joining me now chris monte (laughs) (laughs) thank you for having me nice to be here yeah chris thanks for coming all the way out jesus (laughs) oh it's not far yeah uh, it's a uh, you're a you're a gambler, right? Yeah, gambler. Well, gambler. I used to do it for a living. Now, yeah. now I'm a comic. That's amazing.
0: Living. It's like uh, yeah, the only thing
1: more precarious than being a gambler. <laughs> uh, yeah. How long gambling uh, uh, for a living? Uh, I only did it for a living for about a year, but yeah. I've been gambling since I was uh, probably about seven. What a year! Yeah. <laughs>
0: uh, <laughs> hey, uptown in Black Mecca stands a temple to the god of light. Music. And booing people off the stage. The Apollo Theater. Yeah, <laughs> Apollo. Like, Apollo's the god of music, not the god of shitty comedy. Take that back <laughs> to Midtown. <laughs> Take
1: that out to Queens. You ever follow uh,
0: uh, uh, Greek mythology? A little bit. Uh, the world famous Apollo uh, Theater is named for the sun god. And his main job was to drive the sun across the sky. Uh, that was what, That was what he did for a job. He would drive the sun across the sky in his chariot as kind of a side project of revenge. He also rid the earth forever (laughs) of cyclopes, a race of one-eyed giants. Wiped out by Apollo. Nowadays, if you kill a race, race of people, that's called genocide. <laughs> Back then, they didn't think of it as genocide, though. They just thought of it as winning.
1: Yeah. How much did that job pay, by the way? <laughs> <laughs> he did it for free out of revenge. For free. What do you get the chariot that can fly through the sky?
0: Oh, crying out loud. You think the gods have it made, you know? Yeah. He's, he's up there fucking all those muses, too. <laughs> I think he had all 12 of them. That's 36 holes. <laughs> I think he, after, after a while, you just, you know, run out of shit to do. You start killing. Well, he is a god, though. Well, yeah. It all happened hundreds of years ago. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That is only (laughs) 1,000, maybe two. Right. Obviously, uh, this happened during what back in in Chattanooga we called before Bible days. You know, the (laughs) dinosaurs, (laughs) Sleestacks, Medusa, all that shit happened before jesus it's all a myth i think the prevailing biblical theory is that when jesus volunteered to come to earth and fulfill his mission he said uh, you know i'll go you know what i'll tell him about our ideas and uh, you got to get rid of the what do what you call dinosaurs yeah. <laughs> yeah i don't i'm not fucking with the tax and I'm, I'm not fucking with any of this medusa and shit roman soldiers i uh, you know uh it, but uh, you're not going to hear that in the centenary, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but genocide is a serious crime, and if you see anyone around the city committing genocide or know someone who is considering committing genocide, call 1-800-577-TIPS. Uh, think how many lives could have been saved. <laughs> if you see something, <laughs> say something. <laughs> if Hitler, What if Hitler could have called a genocide hotline? Yeah. <laughs> well, they oh. could have saved all of those people. We should, you know, we let's be honest. We should be thinking about. It. We should be thanking Apollo for the genocide, you know, because you don't want the Cyclopes running around. They're big. They're stupid. They're, they got a club and a lot of. Ra- they're a lot like auxiliary police. Yeah,
1: anything. but I,
0: I doubt a modern Cyclops would even, would be worth a damn though. He just milked the disability. You know, uh, <laughs> yesterday in Harlem, uh, four blocks from the Apollo. Uh, the the psych cops descended, rousting the drug-addled uh, hobos of the makeshift encampment at Park and 125th.
1: Have you ever seen The Homeless Problem worse? Oh, it's ridiculous. Yeah. It's, they're everywhere. And, there's the, and now they don't even make signs anymore. They just hold cups that would change. I remember the old days the guy would have a squeegee bucket with some... Black water in it, and he would say, "You know, I'll wash your window." And you go, "Get the hell away from my car!" You paid him to not touch your car. (laughs) Go away, you. Now they just sit right on. Even in even in Forest Hills, the beautiful neighborhood of Forest Hills, very rich Queens neighborhood. Oh yeah. They sit outside the Walgreens on the street, cup of change. I'm like, get a job, dude. It's just help more than the store you're sitting in front of. (laughs) You know? <laughs> it says right, right over his head. They don't want to hire that guy. Not even
0: if he was Indian. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah, man. I like the guys who sing for it. You know, the nicest homeless people, San Diego, California. Yeah, they perform for you. They'll do stand-up comedy. They'll do they'll do magic tricks. They'll do. I, I swear, I swear, I guy was the nicest. People, that, you know why the weather? What, They're in a beautiful. good mood. Yeah. Everybody's in a good mood. 75 every day, no, no humidity. It's like they made it. There's a
0: sad thing about a guy who sings say, uh, "Stand By Me." Have you seen him on the on the train? No. He he taps his uh, his cane and shit, and he sings "Stand By Me" like real fast. It's Is like, it good? It's a guarantee of that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: Well, there's another guy that comes on the train that gives out the sandwiches and stuff like that. You ever see that guy? He's like, I'm helping the homeless, but he looks homeless.
0: What's with the sandwich guy?
1: Yeah, I don't know. It's all white bread and bologna. Who eats that anymore? Prison. (laughs) That's who eats it.
0: You know, that's like people in Rikers are going, fuck this shit. Bring me a sandwich. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, it's a a weird thing. I don't know. I've, I've, I've talked to people about this before, and nobody can figure it out. Does
1: anybody want a sandwich? And I'm like, no. If you're
0: hungry, you can have one. You don't have to be homeless. If you're hungry, it's like, man I'd, I'd have to be real hungry you know yeah <laughs> have to be,
1: well you, i wonder if anybody gets seconds yeah <laughs> never
0: can i take two please yeah i guess it's, i guess they want money that's what it is it's she a, wants it's a, a
1: donation for it but it's disgusting yeah well uh they,
0: they, i think the homeless people uh what, what they're doing is they're trying to sweep the floor because the pope's coming yeah now uh there are more homeless people now i think a lot of people assume it's because there's not enough affordable housing right yeah. That's what you always hear. Not enough affordable housing. That doesn't make sense because the homeless people I see, they don't look like they're just being priced out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're not like, oh, I could have paid 1800 I got trapped into this $2,100 lease. And I, once I noticed the shortfall, I just began to urinate in my pants, yeah. more recently defecate in my pants. Well, you know? it's
1: like the guy who tells you, "Can I have a quarter? That'll really help me out." And I'm like, "Really? You're a quarter short. <laughs> you're just a quarter short. <laughs> you look like you're more than a quarter short, pal." <laughs> you oh, know, man,
0: we are this close to solving
1: your life. <laughs> you go. You know what? I got a jaw full of change. I'll be back in a half an hour.
0: Uh, it's so irritating. Yeah. Well, I think I'll, I think the reason there's a lot more homeless is because of our, uh, Occupy Wall Street. I blame that for everything. I yes. think a lot, like about 25 percent of those fuckers came from out of town, and they're just like, "Man, this place is cool." Let's stay here. And now they're homeless. Yeah, now they're homeless here. Yep. And they were homeless when they got... They were campers, and that's why we get these, uh, the worst kind. Yeah. The the camping
1: homeless. Oh, yeah. Willfully homeless. I see young people all the time on the street now. That's the thing about the homeless. I see people, like 25-year-old kids sitting out there with the the sign, can you help me out? I'm like, what? You moved here from... From your little Sparrow Fart town and the big dream didn't work out. That it is the city ate your life. Why don't you yeah. just go back home, young yeah.
0: man? And and, and we want to say hello to all our listeners out there in Sparrow Fart, Missouri. <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah, it's true. They uh it's a scam. They you think they're gonna come here and scam uh, you know, people who live here. Uh they and not only that, but they get neck tattoos, they get face tattoos,
1: they uh look healthy. They're in better shape than I am. Yep. And I have a roof over my head. And the guy's sitting there on a cell phone. I'm like, dude, sell the cell phone and get some money. And and you know, how much? Uh, I mean, credit debt, credit card debt, could a homeless
0: person possibly have? I, I mean, any? <laughs> I mean, you know, or they pretty much they've defaulted at that point. No, nobody's getting paid. They they have zero, right? I've done that.
1: I think they have zero. Zero. Absolute zero. Meaning <laughs> they have more money than I do. And after seven <laughs> years, it, it's all gone. You know that, right? No. Did you know that? Oh, I ran I ran a card up, $30,000, mm-hmm. and my my friend said, just don't pay it. I said, what do you mean? He goes, just <laughs> just don't pay it. I go, all right. And then what? He goes, in seven years, you start over again. You'll get a whole new credit line. And it's true. Jesus. I started over.
0: <laughs> I got to tell you something. And now you've passed it on to me. And now you got. And there's a little tip for everybody out there that's got the swimming in debt. Well, these homeless encampments are pretty unsightly, but they are not unsmelly. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it's like someone's in the backyard burning a
1: pile of assholes. You ever... <laughs> <You know? laughs> Lately, this city, yeah, it needs yeah. a big can of Glade. You ever right? jump on that empty train and you go, oh, God, this is great. The train's empty. And yeah. you get on there and it's empty because there's some guy pissed and puked himself and he's laying there and uh, taking up the whole car to himself. Yeah. Get a hose. Get a cage. <laughs>
0: get this fucker someplace. <laughs> That's it it's funny how for that moment you think wow look at all these idiots
1: wasting this whole car yeah <laughs> it's yeah. all crowded in yeah. these other ones yeah everything else is jam-packed uh. ass the face and, <laughs> and that one's empty and you go what a bunch of morons uh. and you walk in there and you want to vomit we you need, a- <laughs> <We> need <laughs> <a, laughs> it this, this the f train guy is i'm homeless and i'm hungry uh-huh. can you help me out he has the same speech every time the same tone i'm like how
0: does he do this every day the one that i hate with the same speech is the one that talks about domestic violence I know her name even. I can't think of it right now. She just says, like, I was the victim of domestic violence. And she does a real, like, you know. Dramatic. Exactly. uh, Like a monologue. It's really like a soap opera, you know. You should film it. She starts going off. She's like, this man hits his wife. He beats his wife. She just claims She's showing pictures. Or pointing to people on the
1: train. Pointing (laughs) to people on the train.
0: Yeah. Because they said something to her, like, I've seen you here for
1: three years. I've seen you doing, and I, you know, like everybody has, but it's like... I it, think it, it, I've seen her once. I don't remember. I'm There's crying. another woman that stands out on on where I live. Tall She's a big, fat woman, and she stands out there going, I'm hungry! <laughs> can you help me? Can you give money? I'm like, bitch, you look like you got a few weeks left here before you really are hungry.
0: You could look at this as an opportunity. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you <laughs> might hit your bikini weight. <laughs> hey, uh, 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 how about this? Not not a big. We use a, either a big can of Glade or a big can of Raid. How about that? I, either one. I, I hear it used to be worse in Harlem. You're a, a lifetime New Yorker, right? Yep, native boy.
1: And grew up in Queens? Yep, Queens, Long Island area. And, Forest and Hills? Queens. Or uh... I live in Forest Hills, but I, uh, I I actually was born in Elmont, which is just on the Nassau County side of Queens. Okay. Belmont okay. Racetrack, where I learned how to do all my deviant gambling. Man, that's... Uh... Yeah, that's a really good
0: location because that's one of the Triple Crown uh, spots, right? Triple
1: Crown. That's now, where now the,
0: Belmont Racetrack is at is in a town called Elmont. Yeah, that's Elmont. the weirdest thing.
1: And it's named Belmont because the owners, uh, the original guys who opened it, were the Belmont family. It was named that the, they were horse owners, they, and they were called the Belmont family. Well, what happened to the B in Elmont? I don't know. They dropped it. I guess they they, they can only <laughs> use one B back in the old days. It opened up in 1905 it was during so. the Depression. Oh, yeah. Was, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so oldest. It's it. the it's the uh, biggest racetrack in the United States. The largest racetrack. How and, and largest it, in terms
0: of like audience uh, or, the, or the race itself?
1: No, uh, the first of all the property, but the, the track itself is a mile and a half around from uh, from the finish line all the way around. Well, now you yeah. see the Camp Town racetrack is five miles long. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <so. laughs> but I think that was in like England or something. Oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, so you uh, how often do you get to the track now? I usually try to go weekly, but I'm, I've been busy traveling, doing stand-up. But I I will be back. Brag, brag, brag. Yeah, I know, right? Uh, I'll be back next week after the fourth. I'll be back home for uh, doing some, you know, weekday home. So I usually go on Wednesdays. I Should never, join me? We'll have lunch. Oh Christ! I, I'd love to go. We'll and, smoke and a cigar and we'll just watch. And no, the best thing is horse gamblers are different than the regular gamblers. Like the guys who bet sports or the guys who bet craps or play cards. The horse gambler is a different breed of it's a total character. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, it's a total character. And watching guys flip garbage pails over because they lost everything, it's hysterical sometimes. Well, I mean,
0: that's I always thought that it was like a gentleman gambler, uh, or <laughs> but then again, you see a lot of guys
1: with no shirt, right? Yeah, too, no so. teeth, and they're screaming at the jockeys, <laughs> you piece of shit for last quads! <laughs> you know, like, like, the, like the jockey lost on purpose. They get yeah. paid to win, believe me. Yeah, they're happy to win. Yeah, Well,
0: but is there any corruption in it?
1: Um, yeah, there was a there was a time when uh, I knew a guy, I won't mention his name at the window, and he used to give me tips on stuff on certain just certain days in certain races. And I used to have to gamble for him because he being an employee of the track is not allowed to gamble. Okay. So I would he would only not give that's how he'd pay me. He he I'd make the bet for him. He'd give me the tip, too. And then we both make money. Uh, He got he got busted right before his daughter's wedding. <laughs> wow! It was in a newspaper and everything. He got busted for, uh, for for gambling and for for giving out information.
0: Wow! So he got to sit that one out. Yeah, lucky <laughs> <laughs> guy. But, hey, man. Speaking of weddings, I went to one, and let me tell you something. Uh, you ever been to a Quaker wedding? I haven't been to a Quaker wedding. I have never been to one. I'm sure it's dry too. So I'd really want to kill you myself. Want to talk about dry. <laughs> it's silent. It's as dry as it can get. In a word, this this was the most sadistic wedding. Experience it was the worst thing of of all the experiences I've had. It was probably the worst. That's this going to this wedding was the worst experience. What state was it? It was here. It was in New New York York City. City. It was in Manhattan. Their idea of a wedding is like okay, well here's what we're gonna do. First of all, this is just gonna take forever. This is the preacher talking,
1: (laughs) but the ceremony. Imagining him saying this, (laughs) you know,
0: (laughs) beside the groom bride, whatever, and then they don't say anything. They're like, we start with a period of meditation and silence. It's an indeterminate period. It's going to go on a while. <laughs> <laughs> you sit there. Nothing happens, okay? It's stuffy. There's no air conditioning. The window's open. Ugh. No breeze. It's so frustrating, you know, because every once in a while you feel that tantalizing, just like oh, the yeah. wind just pushing just your face. Just fucking with you. And then, like, uh, they start, they do their vows. That takes about a minute and a half, you okay. know? I mean, like, they, but, but they do it, like, really, like, you know, like, and then, like, they have a thing where people get up and say what they think. So all these people in the family, it's very polite, you know. Oh, you, you didn't get up and say anything, did you? I don't know. I would have been like, how
1: fucking much long is this going to be?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I really don't know how long it's... T- I was a friend of a friend, even. So it's like, I didn't know anybody there. They're rich. And they're saying things like, well, we took a limousine back from the Hamptons to eat at Tavern on the Green. <laughs> <laughs> That's three things I can't afford yeah. in one sentence. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. What a night, though. Got to tell you, don't ever go... If you ever get a chance, don't go to a Quaker wedding. At all. Well, you know, in the 70s, people um, used to come to Harlem from five states to buy heroin. Right? Oh, yeah. And now the CEO of Catholicism Incorporated coming from Rome to visit a <laughs> Catholic school. It's a trip, right? It's unbelievable. Yeah, huge improvement. The Pope, <laughs> as we record this, he's in D.C. Now, the moment he landed on American soil, I've got a friend. He's on the show a lot. Senior Jew correspondent Nate Fritzen. And the moment the Pope... Was on, so on 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 on. Uh, he American fainted. Song. He fainted and he got an arm pain. <laughs> he was supposed to be here today. Couldn't make it. So I'm I'm concerned. Uh, so okay. uh, you know, like when when he gets to New York City, Fritzen's going to go into convulsions. Um, <laughs> Apollo got a medicine and plague. Right? Heroin is both. and during drinking parties that's when he used to bang all those uh, muses I don't know I keep bringing up Harlem just because and and the Apollo because it's in Harlem Mm -hmm. I was trying to make some kind of connection Uh, a a long list of uh, uh, this is interesting about Harlem long list of noteworthy films have been shot (laughs) in Harlem likewise a long list of people have been shot (laughs) in Harlem not all noteworthy Uh, murder and rape uh, both down in Harlem now in this case all the way down a notorious one hundred and twenty fifth street homeless encampment, a homeless woman was raped in her sleep. I don't know what she was wearing, but I'm <laughs> sure it smelled like piss. <laughs> <laughs> How
1: sexy could it be? You
0: know? uh, it goes to show you can't blame the victim. Not yeah. always. <laughs> yeah, well <laughs> I hope she was raped by another homeless guy. It doesn't sound like it. Like who could he, get excited over that? He had clean clothes, he had a phone, he gave her a cigarette. <laughs> I don't think <laughs> Did he give her a quarter. <laughs> I don't think he was camping. <laughs> i think that's the guy that just like was like hey, man, if you f-, like you found money on the on the ground you know and he's like oh i get to fuck this right but yeah. <laughs> she's sleeping in a box wow. this is a, a 5 a.m rape 125th street between madison and park only four blocks from the temple of apollo or early morning rape some people like to hit a waffle house <laughs> <laughs> you know gets to be that time you're out you're drinking Waffle House or Rape a Homeless Woman? It, you know what? We don't have Waffle House in New York City. That's
1: right. So let's go. Maybe if we did. Yeah. <laughs> it would, you know, it, it would cut down on the on the homeless rape at it, 5 a.m. Exactly. I personally like to bang a wetty, stinky pussy right before I get my cup of joe in the morning. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> You're on your way to work. Yeah, you know. I like to get something right off the ground. This guy is probably on his way
0: to work. <laughs> he's a, He works. A, he's, he's in the Wall media. Street. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, oh, well, you see, the homeless uh, woman and, and the Waffle House waitress, very similar around five in the morning, too, you know what I mean, yeah. if, they, if they've been there the whole night. My mom was a waitress. I don't like to talk about waitresses, but, you know, Waffle House waitress is a very, you know, the, a lot of those Waffle House cooks, they end up, like, I, I read about one jerking off there. Yeah, and they cook just, is a good word, not chef. <laughs> oh, yeah, man, come on. No culinary school in his background. There's no toothbrush in his background. You
1: poured a batter onto the skillet.
0: <laughs> but you know what, though? Those fuckers have got a memory man, I mean, it's hard. They, a short order cook, like a really skilled short order cook is very difficult to You only to find. really
1: get those really good ones in New York City when I find, when I go to one of those out-of-town, you know, diner, you know, coffee shops. Mm-hmm. It takes forever to get even just a cup of coffee brought to you before they even take your order. Yeah, like I, I've seen some skilled guys.
0: I was really bad at it. I used to be a, a line cook and I never did quite work up to that, you know. Yeah, I was a line dancer. Yeah. <laughs> well, this woman was 22. 22-year-old victim was
1: sleeping 22's young to be homeless. Yeah. She's another one. Probably came from somewhere else. You've exhausted every other option at 22? He's going to sleep on the street at 22? It's reported that
0: the man pulled down his pants, had sex with her in plain view of people passing by. They say it like it's so scandalous. At least two other people were taking a crap in plain view. (laughs) Let's get real. Uh, The New York Post uh, 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 quotes this. He says a source said he's having sex with her for a few minutes and it doesn't appear she knows. Uh, she's she, out she's sleeping apparently
1: out cold and you did what <laughs> yeah, <no. laughs> How about i if, have it on my phone if you want to watch it <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's only a, new yorkers we just don't get involved that's what i would do too i wouldn't uh, do anything i was like oh, you know what i haven't had my coffee yet i can't get involved for that's all cool i know shit. they're dating For yeah, who like, knows? 22
0: passed out cold she's 22 passed out cold getting raped in her sleep on the bright side, while she's homeless, she's still getting to experience
1: what it's like in college. Yeah. <laughs> she's having more sex than me. <laughs> a lot of, uh, yeah. And I have a nice apartment. <laughs> yeah, crying out loud. She now what's it like? It's the difference between the sleep and passed out. Yeah, yeah. She probably had a, came coming off a bender. Yeah, it must have been. I was some sort of a bender. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: she was emotionless yeah. and uh, it says and then laying on the sidewalk she woke up to him having sex with her and then you see him pulling up his pants uh, once it's over she's gonna start talking you know the deal so yeah so, shag ass out of there man the victim told cops that afterwards the two had a brief conversation and a smoke and she took the cigarette and he walked away but for a rapist he's a gentleman yeah <laughs> you know as far as rapists go yeah brief true. conversation what do you think that was so, uh, you live around here? Yeah. <laughs> is this your block? <laughs> uh, yeah. I like your encampment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, how about, I, I was thinking, like, look, that got pretty out of hand, you know. I just, so you know, I'm not really looking for anything. You know, I'm just kind <laughs> of,
1: no, I, I just got a new fridge. If you want the box, you can put an extension on your house. <laughs> 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 a box is a big deal, yeah. isn't it? Yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah. That's I can, indoors.
1: Yeah. No kidding. Could you bring me that box? Uh, box. <laughs> That's why, you know, I don't know how to do it in, in January, so February. Cold. It gets so I cold. I to live on the Upper East Side and on the corner. It was a very nice neighborhood, but on the corner in one of the dead ends, right by the East River, was a guy. He used to sleep on a cot. He had a cot, and he had cardboard over it, and he had his own. Outside, man. Outside. January, February. Out there. Wrapped in 17 different beaten up blankets that he, you know. Set up in the worst place he could. R- right off the water.
0: She walked over to the precinct after the after uh, the uh, situation here and, and reported the rape. So she did go to the police.
1: After she finished her cigarette.
0: After she- <laughs> <laughs> you going to report it? Let me just finish yeah. the smoke. Yeah, she confirmed he didn't want to see her again. And uh, <laughs> the encampment was targeted a citywide crackdown along with 80-plus other trouble spots. That's a lot. That's a lot. Oh, yeah. It's growing up like like a cancer or the hobo camp defies the government. It's unclear uh, if the attacker was homeless, but the, these people don't want to go anywhere. They're told like, "Hey, the Pope's here," and yeah. these guys are like, "Oh yeah, somebody important's coming. You want us to leave? I'm I'll stand anywhere I want." Yeah. <laughs> uh, but you know about this woman? A rape is a terrible thing. That said, considering what the rest of her li- life is like, this is probably the high point for a week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's as good as it gets. Yeah. A creep is wanted, a yoga practitioner's tit grabbed in a Hell's Kitchen elevator by a mystery man who may love tit, but he hearts New York. (laughs) Police are looking for the tit grabber who wore an I Heart New York T-shirt. A 36-year-old woman happened to be on her way to a Bikram yoga class when the tit grabbing occurred. She yelled at him to stop and shoved him away. This is from DNAinfo.com. The victim was on her way to class at... Bikram Yoga NYC, one of four locations the studio owns, one of its co-owners said. <laughs> when the elevator stopped, the suspect bolted downstairs." Uh, and here's another quote from DNAinfo.com. It's the first time it's happened in 16 years, said Jennifer Lobo. Uh, for us, it was a real wake-up call. We live in New York City, and we have to be more alert. Well, that victim-blaming brought to you by <laughs> Bikram Yoga NYC, four <laughs> locations... In the city, one near you. Uh, Lobo <laughs> said the victim was doing a uh, fine and returned to class uh, <laughs> several days after the incident. Returned to Bikram Yoga class at Bikram Yoga NYC. They they did mention it several times in here. Uh, do you think it was a plug? That the whole thing was a plug.
1: Maybe. Maybe it was a plug because, you know.
0: I can't imagine somebody would be that insensitive to use somebody's sexual assault to mention to plug the one out of, of four locations. yeah. <laughs> That's what it says. I think that's just, and I mean, it, but for Bikram yoga, they really get into it. If you're one of those people that's into it, you're like, no, please use my sexual assault as a platform to discuss your yoga. Yeah, I think they're that, like vegans. <laughs> These are the yoga people, you know, they just—they're just, they're like Martians. Yeah, they—I find them to be very sexual
1: people too. Oh yeah, just like want to fuck all the well, time. Well, because once you loosen up everything on your body. You know with those stretches they uh, yeah they're loose and then the hot yoga that's what that's the
0: hot one Bikram's yes, the hot yeah, it's the, yeah i can not imagine sweat their fucking pussies off <laughs> it's a lot of women in there i just i don't know what it is about it it just fucking bugs me yoga. out man. i just don't like it yeah they seem like jerks they seem like some fucking just, you guys are jerks it's
1: <laughs> it's the yoga people and the vegan people those two breeds just to get up yeah they can say you know they, they, it. You know, yeah. they won't even I, i'm done with them they won't even talk to me anymore <laughs> <laughs>
0: i've written them all off i got to uh, hire
1: you next month for a benefit for yoga vegans. Oh, yeah. i would be interesting. Yeah. <laughs> what, does it pay anything? Yeah. <laughs> you get to fuck a homeless chick afterwards. <laughs> a subway sex offender
0: who can't get enough of that sex offending. Caught again with his hand in the buttock jar. Excuse me, his dick. Uh, grinding on a woman on the train and grinding his way into a 28th arrest. Four arrests while on probation for some last year shit. <laughs> 2014 dry humping incident in which he victimized two buttocks of a female rider on the Local 6. Who is this buttock-loving overachiever? It's <laughs> Randy Pakistani, 35-year-old Basam Syed, waging jihad on the sexy asses of American girls. <laughs> oh, man, I just resisted the urge to take that like, sound. Yeah, uh, oh, yeah. yeah it would have been great. Uh, <laughs> something tells me he might not be the praying five times a day kind of Muslim. No. I think he's more the jerking off to meet the Kardashians kind of Muslim <laughs> snooky. <laughs> well, how about this guy? I mean, like he, he just—he he just seems like he's all over these ladies. He's everywhere. I, I read that, and it's—it's it's ridiculous. I always say, whatever religion you are, you are if it's, just don't overdo it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just don't talk to me about it. Just don't have a Quaker wedding. Yeah. <laughs> Cause I say I've never been so appalled to be doing an activity. I've had multiple root canals. Which I would gladly <laughs> sit through again. I would relive those, including paying for it. Yeah. Rather than do those. Uh, for the last sexual assault, he moved to the Express. Yes. <laughs> Rubbing gen gens against the woman's uh, buttocks. Best buttocks in the city are on the Northbound floor. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody knows that. You know, sex offenders hate the local. Yeah. You know why? Too many stops. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sexual assault is funny, <laughs> uh, but you know, and, and here's this. This is where it goes over to the, over the top. Here, this is from the Daily News. They report his other arrests run the gamut from drug charges to burglary to tongue kissing a four year old boy. This guy's fucked up. God, who let their four year old ride the subway? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my Jesus. god, that's ridiculous. Yeah, that's a good. That's a hell of a gamut, isn't it? Yeah, that's... he goes drug charges, burglary. Tongue kissing a four-year-old boy—that might have, maybe that should be in the lead. Yeah, yeah. four-year-old kisser on the loose. Oh, look, go to yeah. Vermont already. Well, there's only one person—only <laughs> 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 one person who could possibly stand by him now. That's his his mother. The Daily News caught up to the obviously delusional woman outside their queen's home, and she says, "This—it's not easy to find a wife and have kids." She said. <laughs> <laughs> it is true. Yeah. It's true. To kiss to, to find a princess you have to rub your dick against a lot of frogs. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> frog bitches on the train. I don't want to break up the party or anything. He doesn't seem ready to settle down. Maybe he's,
1: he kissed a frog and that would turn into the four year old.
0: <laughs> <laughs> he's thirty five, he lives at home, he's a registered and repeated sex offender. Something telling me he might not be a family man. The mother <laughs> yeah. Mother continues she, She's outlining The kind of woman She wants him to find This so is how unrealistic This bitch is Yeah She has to be Pakistani She has to be a Muslim girl Pakistani A Muslim And Be cool with him Making out with four year olds Yeah and Hey come on ladies How bad do you want That green card Yeah <laughs> <laughs> mm. I bet you there's a line of them Yeah Oh yeah It's a nice thing to have It's got you know, I mean you Just shut down immigration altogether. Just enough just close the doors and also off. just stop uh, having babies. <laughs> Dude, yeah. Just, just a complete. Uh, what, what do you call that? An embargo?
1: What do you call, Just, a, just to shut it down. To shut everything down for like ten years. Let's, let's just let everything recover. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you <laughs> get, know. Let's just get caught up here. Let's get caught up to where we are. Let the grass grow
0: back. You know. Take a few deep breaths. You know. Oh. Jesus Christ, the kids are terrible. If there could be a reset, just like hey, the kids, you know, they don't get worse for a few years.
1: You know what I mean? We need to just go back to the old way of, you know, discipline. That kind of thing, you know? Yeah. They're too spoiled now, I think. That's a problem. You know what? And, 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 and you know what's... Uh, they,
0: they are too spoiled. And uh, they need to pull the pants up. Because they've See never had a work... Yeah, <laughs> Jesus. They nail you on that. I mean, you can't make out
1: with a four-year-old? What the you fuck can't. is the world coming to?
0: <laughs> hey. Well, I tell you, they got some strict rules on the trains.
1: Yeah. Sex
0: offenders... There are predators of various cultures today. Now, sexual predator who is a Buddhist. He's accused of sexually assaulting a woman in a subway station. It's a really good place to sexually assault somebody. Yeah, I know. It's just, it's just so many people. Let's look at the fourth truth of dukkha, shall we? <laughs> or dukkha well, I'm like a duke of the the duck of death. Uh the truth yeah. of dukkha is that all conditional uh phenomena and experiences are not ultimately satisfying. Okay. Uh, the truth of the origin of dukkha is that craving for and clinging to what is pleasurable and aversion to what is not pleasurable results in becoming, rebirth, dissatisfaction, and re-death. I feel like I go through that process every day. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I go through that before I even take my morning shit. that's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's called mood swings. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Jesus. It's like a,
1: the truth of, of
0: cessation of dukkha. Is that putting an end to this craving and clinging also means that rebirth, dissatisfaction, and redeath no longer arise. I can't see that being a good thing. No. Not doing this shit anymore? What else would I do? Yeah. What what would anybody do? You know, people talk about going to heaven. And I go, man, I just, (laughs) it's like being at a cookout with your boss. It's like being a Quaker, a Quaker wedding. Yes, it is. Know? It's
1: exactly like that. Yeah. That's what it would be like.
0: You get no funny. We don't allow that. What are you going to do to crack up? But God? you don't know
1: that. it's. See, that's the thing, though. We don't know that it's, it's like, like going
0: that. in and it's like, you got to be clean. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 No, Listen, I mean,
1: you can't even say damn. <laughs> you can't even say damn. Do not. Just trust me. Uh, I don't know, though. It might not be like that, though. What do you oh. Heaven. It might not be all. It might be the opposite. Maybe you can fuck all you want. And there's a 24 hour bar. Everything (laughs) everything you went through on Earth, just reverse it. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. you can
0: do it. Anything you like. Imagine it was like that. Okay. Bring this guy a four-year-old. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Is she asleep? (laughs) Which way is the sixth train? Uh. (laughs) So then the final one, the truth of uh, the true path of liberation from dukkha is that by following the noble eightfold path, namely, behaving decently, cultivating discipline, practicing mindfulness and meditation. An end can be put to craving, to clinging, to becoming, to rebirth, to dissatisfaction, and to re-death. Boring. <laughs> he told cops, he said he was sexually repressed and he was having trouble finding a date. Yeah. So he uh,
1: <laughs> So he jammed his cock into
0: some girl <laughs> on the train. <laughs> what he did was, and, and this is very interesting the way he did it because uh, he describes it. He says, women won't date me and I'm sexually repressed. 45-year-old Daniel Galanter allegedly told a detective after his arrest around uh, 6.45 p.m. is a 23rd Street and Broadway station, so that would put him right on the N or Q. Uh, not the Q, that would be the N the, or the R. The uh, Buddhist was quoted. He said, I like going to, I don't like going to prostitutes or masturbating, and women won't date me. Well, that leaves rape. Yeah. <laughs> That's the one you got to do. I, this is a, he described the attack in disturbing detail. He said, he saw a girl, and I was in the park, and I followed her into the subway. Uh, his victim was an asian woman who he was quote attracted to <laughs> <laughs> well, okay so far i'm with you yeah, yeah. <laughs> then what happened everything worked out perfectly it says <laughs> no one was around on the platform and an express train was going by so it was loud and no one would hear her <laughs> Again, if it's consensual, that's fine. Uh, prosecutor Anthony Aminoff said Gallanter accosted her from the side. <laughs> <laughs> her from the side. He's like standing there, like they're both like, mm. and he just reached over and got her from the side. He's a sneaky. That's like a passive aggressive kind of uh, yeah, sexual great. assault. You know, it's like eases. Did a he co- co- do the
1: fake on first? <laughs> <laughs> oh that's classic (laughs) what did you just do he reached
0: up her skirt and sexually assaulted her multiple times now
1: with his fingers she's asian so i'm sure he couldn't get his fist up there (laughs) very small people multiple times I guess it's like, yeah, he, did, he finger-fucked her. Was she like, I'll give you 20 minutes to stop that? <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> what happened that he multiple to her without her getting away? Well, it started off with, huh. yeah. <laughs> and then... oh, Yeah. Oh, jeez. Yeah, you know, the
0: ladies were really, uh, they were really begging there for a while, man, with this Mr. Talented on the loose. This guy was banging him in the nose and shit, and now this guy's... Do you get the feeling that Asian... Uh, like Japanese, here's here's the way here's the way it's broken down. If you see somebody and they are uh, they look like they're from the future, mm-hmm. I think that's ja- Japanese. Uh, <laughs> and if they it's and if you're up. looking at somebody and they just spit on the floor, Chinese. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My landlord is actually Chinese, uh, and uh, he's so Chinese we can't communicate. <laughs> they, 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 you know, about the squat. They squat, like like when they smoke they brain. squat yeah
1: and they squat
0: they're sitting there squatting well i didn't know Same thing at the racetrack there's a lot I'm, of them at the racetrack from chattanooga you know what i mean like yeah. i don't i'm not familiar with uh, this particular cultural thing and so I, I would come up i'd see him like squatting there and there's a little wall on at, at the porch and i was like i, I just thought he was f- sneaky get ready to leap out and grab some girl yeah. walking by. It's like he's hiding you know
1: but uh, you say there's a lot of the track and oh yeah! And they right. Squat the, watching the, the races. Asian, I, I don't know if it's just Chinese, but uh, the Asian culture very big gamblers. Mm. Very big. I see them in Atlantic City all the time.
0: Because they're big on math.
1: Yeah, very good at math. Yeah, that's why they play that. Uh, what's that one? Pai Gow. That Pai Gow. Yeah. yeah, I love which, that Pai Gow. You know how to play? It sounds that? like a dish, right? Yeah. I it does. The Pai Gow of brown <laughs> rice.
0: <laughs> yeah, it does.
1: Um, I don't know how to play it. I don't. I don't. I don't play that. I play. I shoot dice. There's, or there's a lot that's involved with it. It seems there's a lot. They're gamblers, they're squatters, and they're smokers. Yeah, that culture. They. smoke I'm a, a gambler. Lot. I'm a squatter. <laughs> I'm a smoker. <laughs>
0: well, they, you know, do you remember this commercial now with this woman who would say, uh, you know, she's working with her husband, and he, and and the the lady who was the customer says, "How do you get your shirts so clean, Mister Lee?" And he says, "Ancient Chinese secret." Oh yeah. And then his wife says, you know, like that. We pan over to the wife, you know, and and she's you know kind of like. Taking him down a notch, but privately to us, you know, in the commercial. And she goes, uh, my husband, some hotshot, here's his ancient Chinese secret, Calgon. (laughs) And how do I remember this so well? The rhythm of it and everything, you know what I mean? But at the end of it, like, she comes out of the bag and she goes, we need more Calgon. Calgon. And, he's, and then the the customer's still there flirting with her husband. She says, ancient Chinese secret, huh? Now, the whole thing about that commercial I remember is that commercial. she says, my husband, some hot shot. Hot shot? Because <laughs> 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 he has an ancient Chinese secret for cleaning shirts. Yeah. <laughs> what a hot shot. Oh, man. So That's funny. why you remember it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah, it's like was, that, and there's another term. That's the riddle of that commercial. Oh, yeah,
1: exactly. Big shot was always a, a a great word that I loved when the old timers in my family would use. What are you? Be a big shot now? Oh, well, you got you got on the Carson <laughs> show, so you're big shot, huh? Yeah. Big shot. Look at a big shot. I always thought that was hysterical. Like, yeah. What's a big shot?
0: You know? Oh yeah, yeah anybody who's happy with themselves momentarily. Yeah. <laughs> look at a big shot. <laughs> they gotta ruin that for you. You big shot. <laughs> well, this guy was putting his fingers up in this uh, girl. <laughs> <laughs> That was a big (laughs) shot, middle finger. Uh, He described. uh, He described. uh, That's what's funny. Described these attacks in in detail, right? And then and then he pled not guilty. It's the weirdest (laughs) thing. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. that's a little. uh, What is that? Bipolar. Uh, or, or schizophrenic like yeah, too, be, yeah exactly yeah yeah split personality sh- or something yeah, yeah. but yeah you know, I, I don't know about this from the side though I think I think that that guy was operating on this long held misconception that Asians don't have peripheral vision yeah. <laughs> they yeah. do they, they, they actually do <laughs> uh, he fled from the station caught by NYPD after an employee at a local Starbucks recognized his photo insult to injury A fucking barista turns you in.
1: Yeah. What is this? Was this picture up there? This guy didn't pay last week.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Not only did he sexually assault this, uh, well, he's a Buddhist, you know, he tries to get his shit free. He's being held on $25,000 bail. His life just got a lot more real. Yeah. (laughs) Saturday night, South Bronx barbershop. A guy waiting for a cut got shot. A masked gunman in a gray sweatshirt entered the Mott Haven shop around 7 p.m. and started blasting. Fired several times, hitting the 19-year-old victim in the stomach. Then he left without even getting a trim. (laughs) 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 Victims expected to survive. Now, this landlord killer, Brooklyn Supreme Court, damning evidence in the murder trial of a handyman on trial for murder. The damned handyman was accused of killing and dismembering his boss. Over 3 hours of audio recordings were played of the handyman describing in detail how he killed and dismembered his boss. It's not about committing the perfect crime, it's just about how well you clean up. <laughs> Luis Perez, the irony of getting ensnared in the murder rap because he boasted about how well he cleaned up, lost <laughs> on him. He uh who recorded him? That's that's what we'd like to know. His snitching ass daughter Irene. That's who did it? Yes. From the Post, and the bombshell audio recorded in 2011, accused killer Luis Perez tells daughter Irene how he furiously scrubbed with hospital-grade bleach and
1: heavy-duty carpet cleaner. And Calgon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Ancient uh, Mexican oh, secret. Yeah.
1: Hot shot. My father, a hot shot. Cleaning up blood. Cleaner The to
0: clean the Bushwick apartment where authorities say he killed and dismembered landlord Bruce Blackwood in 2006. I used garbage bags to put the body in. I put everything in garbage bags. I cleaned the area. I bleached everything, She, uh, he told her. Wow, he really is a handyman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good job to have for killing. Yeah. The handyman
1: is a, I'm telling you. You got to bring
0: him on the team. It, it Yeah, You exactly. got that high-grade
1: bleach, right, from the hospitals? All right, good. Let's go. Uh, His daughter turned him in, though.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying, man. These kids are snitches. That's what I need to show Bossom's mother back there. Like, don't have kids. <laughs> yeah. these, these kids, are. they're going to be snitches or they're going to be pedophiles. <laughs> These people suck. Uh, jurors in, in Brooklyn Supreme Court listened to the three and a half hours of recorded uh, of him talking to Irene. He testified that here's what she said. Police coerced her into helping her arrest her dad. That's what happened. It wasn't just you wanted to get rid of her she dad. She probably got a nice little piece of change, too. Mm. She said, they told me my children could be taken away and I could be put in jail. She tearfully testified. Perez, now 50, had long been s- suspected of killing Blackwood. An OTB supervisor. There you go. It all comes back to the horse races. Yeah, who owns several homes in Brooklyn and Queens. Uh, What is an OTB supervisor like? What's the
1: stereotypical one like? Um, Well, OTB is is, is an off-track betting facility, for those who don't know what the OTB is. Which we don't have here in the city. They all closed in New York City, but they are on... In um, Nassau County and Suffolk County on Long Island. That's, the yeah. Um, I, I guess it would just be like overseeing the same way almost like a bank because he's, he's got to handle the money flow and everything and, and all the cashiers that take the bets. So, uh, you know. So, he's a
0: guy like a defrocked banker. Yeah. Mm.
1: It's almost like being a, uh, a pit boss at a casino. Yeah, that's
0: a big job. Yeah,
1: I'm sure it's a big job. I'm sure it's stressful, too.
0: I would imagine so, yeah. I mean, because if you fuck up, you're dead. Yeah. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> apparently they will kill you yeah you're yeah, trying to yeah. <laughs> kill just <you. laughs> handyman got him he is uh, he, uh, blackwood went missing on march uh, 6 2006 the same day prosecutors said that he confronted perez about forged checks and $7,700 in stolen money. So this guy was stealing from him. Yeah. And he confronted him because he's, he's the fuck, like you said, you know, he doesn't take that kind of shit. <laughs> They're closing the Well, this is 2006. So they, they, they weren't even, I think they closed in 2010, right? Yeah.
1: They were still here because there was one right across the street from my uh, my apartment. And I used to love going to that one because it was just yeah, like a walk. There. Upper West Side? And, no, uh, when I lived in uh, when, in Queens.
0: Okay. And t- there was one down on 23rd Street. Yep. Around 6th Avenue, maybe, or something like that? Yep,
1: and there was one that had a bar, too. There was one on 2nd Avenue, and I don't know, the Turtle Lounge or whatever club that was on 2nd on Avenue mm. Uh, in, like, the 60s. There was a OTB, second floor. It was a lounge. It was like a parlor. It was a gambling parlor. You can bet the horses. Beautiful, you know, square bar, couches. Oh, okay. Like, the, it was It was great. I was about to ask the question. It was like the 40s, you know? It was like walking into the 40s. I was, Oh. <laughs> like the
0: 1940s. Of course, when... they get rid of something great like that. Yeah. You know, I, I know why they did it, too, because they opened up that fucking Racino, and yeah. they want everybody going out there.
1: They got two of them now. Yeah, they got the one in Yonkers, and they got the one in Queens. Uh, and These people right
0: out there, uh, yeah, they go out there, and they and, and they got those things calibrated that just never pay off the slots.
1: Yeah. You know who's in there a lot? Uh, Chinese. A lot of Chinese. A lot, <laughs> a lot of squatting and smoking. <laughs> yep. I went to dinner with a girl in a, for a sushi, and there was a table of six Asian women next to us uh-huh. screaming so loud. That the girl I was dating stopped our conversation and screamed at them, and I was like, "You're gonna get us killed! Whoa. Like, we're outnumbered here." We're yeah, only- like throwing
0: stars and shit, yeah, you're gonna bring out the nunchucks, <laughs> huh? Well, that's wild. Your well, your yeah, your lady sounds like quite a uh, quite a this is the lady I'm with
1: now. This is a this is a, a date a girl that I just had dated briefly. <laughs> <laughs> was she just too much? Yeah, I got tired of screaming at her screaming in restaurants at people. Oh I'm man, sure. that's, no, she was good. That's awkward. Just didn't work out. Yeah,
0: she's probably listening. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> just in case. I won't mention her name, mm. but I came in her. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but I, 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 I took her from the side one morning. I took it from the- now this forgery, uh, he was gonna do some time. He'd served, He'd already served some time, and he was busted in. Uh, so, a,
1: so the supervisor had the goods on him.
0: Yeah, and he ended up doing time for that. And uh, but he killed him anyway. Like he yeah. killed him, I
1: guess. Because he, he probably did. figured that he ratted him out.
0: Mm maybe
1: you know and he's like i'll get this fuck watch well i got the best bleach he (laughs) (laughs)
0: admits oh boy this is i'm gonna get it so clean perez admitted to irene that he killed and dismembered blackwood because he didn't want to go back to prison uh it wasn't something i planned he told me the police were going to come and arrest me that's exactly right he told me the police were going to come and arrest me and then he just snapped and killed him he said uh yeah I tell you, man, that's good. but man, oh man, are you ever guilty in that situation? You know, he's nothing to do. But I mean, they had to like just fucking like he had to have cleaned it so well. Yeah, they just could not find a trace for how many of years, any DNA evidence. Yeah, how they did he ha- kill him? Did he, did he say what he? What he said what the he actual did. way he killed him. Well, it, it it kind of refers to it. It says uh, he he had told her that he um, he told her that he put heavy plastic sheets inside 983 Hancock Street. <laughs> <laughs> uh, where cops say he chopped up Blackwood's body, then meticulously scrubbed away the blood splatters, and dumped bleach down the drains. And a question from uh, the daughter here. She says, "She said you used a machete too." <laughs> uh, Irene asked in the recording. "I had to," he calmly answered. Uh, then, when he was all finished with the gruesome slaying, he said, "I sat down and smoked a cigarette." Hmm. Well, it's 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 tiresome work. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it's like banging a homeless woman. Yeah. In one of their tape conversations Irene blasted her dad for his disturbing admissions. You did something dumb, she told him. You say you're not trying to go back to jail, but you're doing everything wrong. But the unremorseful Perez told her it's too late to keep dwelling on that shit. That shit it can't be fixed. <laughs>
1: Let's just move on.
0: <laughs> That's how I see it. Back then I wasn't thinking. <laughs> I had a rough day. I just lost 7700 for crying out loud. You know, I was going back to the can. I was uh, upset. You know. I mean, I look. I, I would hate to go to prison. I really would, especially for murder, because then you're going to be in with some bad motherfuckers. I mean, yeah. I mean, uh, t- to me, uh, a parking ticket, anything. I don't want to be. The, I don't want to be in the presence of it. I can't being confined. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Don't dwell on it. Um, <laughs> uh, Irene was arrested, and uh, she was arrested, brought to court Monday on a material witness order to testify against her father. Uh, the mom of two initially pleaded the fifth when asked about the recordings. Um, until they grant her immunity, and then she's like, "Cool." <laughs> 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 so yeah, that's it. That's the deal. I tell you, that's a that's that's a hell of a story right there, isn't it? That is that is that's a fun story. That's like Goodfellas shit. You know something? When when the Pope gets here. They're gonna be lucky when he gets into JFK if they don't steal his fucking hat. Yeah, <laughs> this TSA is out of hand, man. You, have you seen how much they're stealing lately? Unbelievable. First of all, there's one at LaGuardia took a girl into a uh, an Asian woman took her into the bathroom and just felt her up. You know what I mean? Just, it was just like I have to take you in there to search you. Take you,
1: show me your tits. Yeah, it's like
0: <laughs> put your arms. She's like, I don't really want to be in here. Find me a female to search me, and and he goes, put your arms up. <laughs> <laughs> you don't understand what's happening here. Yeah, that guy has been on the job for a long time. He was like uh, he's got it down. He he was an early TSA and then there was the guy who stole uh, there was a woman who stole a watch, a big diamond watch, very expensive, $7500 watch I think, and and panicked because she was right there on the camera, smashed it into bits <laughs> like a spaz. <laughs> so like uh panicked, broke this guy's watch. Now, a TSA agent at JFK uh, airport busted when he was caught stealing money out of a passenger's wallet. Yeah. Joe Bengay, 37, Processing Passengers at Terminal 1. That's Joe Bengay <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when he swiped $61
1: in cash. Really? Man, you're going to risk it all. For 61 lousy dollars. Yeah.
0: You ever have a, you worked at, the, at like an airport kind of for a while, did you? Yeah,
1: I worked at, uh for American Airlines way back in uh, the early 90s. Yeah. And what did you do? You were a pilot, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I was a cabin service cleaner. So I would clean the planes. Like They'd come in, and they'd have to get turned around because they were going back out in an hour. They were going to board again in an hour. So while they were fueling the plane and everything, we were inside the cabin cleaning everything. I found a lot of shit. Yeah. A lot. Yeah. I stole a lot Because <laughs> <laughs> it's stealing It's, blind, it's, it's American Airlines shit Sometimes they were Yeah I told you that right Did mm-hmm. I tell you that story yeah. Well we got taken in by they put, they put a spy among us At one point And he was just like A regular employee And he was writing down Everything we did And uh, I even drove This piece of shit Home three times And he still ratted me out He still put me on that list You know Jesus um, If on. I ever see him I'd be his handyman <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh but yeah he, so we got uh i was told not to speak you know in the hearings you know to the uh to the the accusers and my my shop steward was acting as my lawyer but we uh yeah we i found a lot of shit on the plane i, I used to so how would that come out you just didn't say anything i didn't say anything they had no actual proof that we actually took it they had nothing on camera so mm. it was his word versus 31 there was 31 of us mm-hmm. and um every time we walked out the uh to all 31 of us the the ceo whoever was you know doing the investigation said to us i just want you to know you dodged a bullet so we had t-shirts made up called call, and it said uh, club 31 we dodged the bullet <laughs> <laughs> I'm a member of Club 31. We dodged a yeah, bullet. Yeah, what a different time. Yeah, yeah. this is like 1991. Yeah. Then
0: we formed a softball team. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we
1: did bowling on Thursdays.
0: We had all these little liquor bottles to drink, too. That's an abundance of liquor.
1: I found cash. I found uh, Game Boys. I used to always get Game Boys. And this is the days before iPods, so I found a lot of Walkmans. People would leave the Walkmans. Oh, my Christ, a Walkman. And Walkmans were great, though, in the early 90s. And, and Sure. And, and on the... Air Jamaica or any 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 Caribbean flight, tons of bottles of liquor, and they leave the sometimes they would leave pints and stuff, and the people they bring their own rum and stuff like that. One time I found a whole bag of rum; they must have bought it in Dominican Republic and forgot they left it on the plane. Mm. Uh, that was nice. That a
0: sweet Jamaican rum. Yeah, Brugal. You know I haven't had a drink in fifteen years, but I think tonight's the night. Yeah. <laughs> 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 to the airport. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be a packed ass airport with the Pope. Oh. That, he's coming tomorrow, right? Yeah. Coming tomorrow. He's in D.C. now, I think. He's going to come to Mass Square Garden on Friday. Yeah, he's going to give his big mass. He's going to be a mass there at St. Patrick's. That's going to be fucking insanity. I'm getting out of town. I hope all the lepers show up and yeah. fucking, you know, <laughs> kiss his feet, whatever. Kiss his fucking garments. All this, what, do you, what do you call those things that he wears? There's a remnants Uh, or (laughs) 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 I can't think of it it's a certain kind of hat he wears too I was reading about the Pope clothes you know everybody gives a shit about the Pope all of a sudden it's
1: very expensive it's expensive to be the Pope. And this Pope is like a rock star because he's progressive and he's getting, he's turning heads because he's not like all the old popes. Like he's saying, you know, we accept gay people. God accepts gay people. The way the old popes would never
0: say that. Yeah.
1: Well, you know why? It's because they're losing business. Yeah. They, they gotta need. be like, hey guys, uh,
0: <laughs> you guys are all right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're still cool. Yeah. Right. <laughs> we changed uh, that's the old guy. Yeah. The Nazi. Yeah. The old Nazi. Yeah. He's uh, he's gone. Yeah. He's out. The Old guy was a Nazi. Yeah. Benedict. That's nuts. How can you be in the Hitler Youth and turn out to be the Pope? That's the most interesting Unbelievable. life. And I still have no desire to look into it. Uh, you know, I mean, like, yeah, we we stayed in touch with the uh, Nazis, too. We sold them orange soda. That's yeah. where, that's why Fanta was invented. Oh, I did was not know to, that. So that the Coca-Cola company could do business with Nazi Germany. Well, and, uh,
1: we had a lot of connection with Nazis. And
0: Germany. Hugo Boss, I, I used to wear Hugo Boss suits all the time. You stopped? Yeah. Because of the Nazis? No, cause just because cause they're so expensive. <laughs> <you> know, <right? laughs> I kind of ran out of money. It's a different era for Pat Dixon. But, uh,
1: you know, they wear out, too. God damn it, I have a that? Hugo Boss tie, though, that cost me about $150. And <sighs> it's just beautiful. Still. But it's the best tie you've got. It's unbelievable. I don't like, even wear it anymore because I don't wear fat ties anymore. I wear thin ties now. Yeah, that's what's in. The yeah. thin ties. I just it. always like the thin ties better. And then we went back to big... Uh, the wide lapel like in the 90s we had like the the uh double-breasted suits with the wide lapels yeah paisley came back yeah paisley paisley was big i had a lot of paisley dress shirts i tell you man being a teenager was the worst did you have acne oh yeah i had one time i had a zit so bad i begged my mother to not let me go to school it was like a big. It was like a like a moon on my on my face. It was, it was like a planet. It was that big.
0: Like you get a note from your dermatologist. like, This is gonna. This we is gonna. We didn't even be... use that.
1: We used Clearasil. That was it. That was my mother's dermatology. Here's Clearasil. I got it at the supermarket.
0: Yeah. Says get rid of zits. Fucking put it on your face. That's the end. You know what worked the best? Toothpaste. Soap. Oh, toothpaste. toothpaste. Yeah. You that know works what? the best. I had a girlfriend who used toothpaste. She had a very clear complexion. Yep. But uh, it hurts. It's like if, yeah. I remember that mint kind of like, yeah, you know, yeah. It, burns feel it, it burns it, it burns it, but it works on toothpaste. It,
1: it, it dries it out, and then the next day it's gone.
0: Now, how long do you brush it? <laughs> <laughs> Three minutes in oh. circles. And I used to smoke, and I used to smoke weed, and we would smoke weed and go to school every day. Smoke weed every day, <laughs> you know, wake and bake, which now I don't even like to wake. Yeah. You know? We, would, uh... we
1: didn't smoke weed. We gambled. My, my crew was gambling. My, my generation was probably a little bit, I don't know what era. You, you and I are in. like the exactly the same age, I think. Okay. So in the late 80s, like when I was getting towards, you know, upper teens, yeah, we, get, we would cut out of school and go to the track or go play cards or shoot dice. And we were bad gamblers. Yeah. We used to actually bet on the, like the teams, the, the high school football team games. <laughs> we would we would bet on them we had like a little gambling racket yeah there. yeah and you take take, take we a lot take of bets. bets from students a lot students. Of action. students were losing money uh big money because we were kids that you know, our parents were you know not my parents but a lot of the kids parents had their own businesses back then and they they had money these kids are spoiled man they used to walk around with thousands in their pocket oh yeah you take a lot of, you take somebody with thousands you need to get that
0: money yeah it's it's your it's almost your uh, what you what you call moral duty?
1: Yeah, that's why I became a crook. I think a <laughs> that's crook. Why I be, that's why I became a thief. That's now tell why me, how did you become a thief? I used to work um, for this liquor store. Right? Chris Monty, we're talking to. Yes, this is my biography. <laughs> From Otto. Chris Monty, life
0: lifelong New Yorker, gambler, comedian. How long have
1: you been doing comedy? It's close to seventeen years. Right, 17. and stealing. How did you get into that? Uh, I worked at a liquor store back in the '80s, and I was making like whatever it was back then minimum wage was like 4 bucks an hour maybe, yeah. maybe a little under right
0: i remember I, I, I the first job i had 285 an hour in 1985
1: okay so this is like 1988 and it was like maybe 385 minimum an minimum was like 335 for a long time yeah right so it was 4 bucks they gave us 4 bucks an hour to be stock guys in the in the liquor store right so this one guy comes in. They hire this guy. They just got a lotto machine. This is when lotto was becoming everywhere. lotto started to have its boom in the 80s. And it, you know, it used to be one store had lotto. And now every store was able to get lotto. So they got it. Anyway, they paid this MOOC five bucks an hour to just do the lotto. Just do the lotto, right? And we were getting paid four bucks an hour. And we had to do the stock. And when that guy wasn't there, we had to stock the shelves and do the lotto. Oh, man. So I, we, me, and my friend went to the, our boss and said, "Is there any you know? We've been here for a couple of years. We're loyal. We we never miss a day. Can we get a raise?" He said, "I'll give you a raise at the the first of next month." Fine. He gave us twenty five cents. Jesus. So at that point, my friend looked at me and said, "We got two choices here. We can quit, or we can rob this place blind." <laughs> <laughs> and it was so. It was opened in the 60s, and they still – they weren't modernized. They still had the old registers. They had no surveillance. They had – the inventory was, was pen and, you know, a composition book. There was no computers. It was a no... feather pen and everything. And yeah, a quill. Yeah, it was like working for Scrooge. So we. Uh, wow, that's awesome. We 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 figured out a way.
0: To... So you were able to find some holes in that system. <laughs> I found some big <laughs> holes
1: in the system, some big loops. And I first thing I did was line up customers of people that wanted to buy uh, liquor on the side. You know, bars, restaurants, friends. And I would steal when I had an order. I would steal what I needed to steal, mm. and uh, sell it on the side for a profit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there would be weekends I would make, you know, weeks I would make like fifteen hundred dollars a week as a sixteen-year-old kid selling illegal liquor. The perfect crime. Yeah, and uh, and then I had the balls to take my paycheck, which was like thirty-seven dollars. Oh yeah, know, I mean, know. what are you gonna do? Yeah, no, of course. Fuck him. What if yeah. you're like,
0: look, I'm stealing so much from you, yeah. that I can't take the paycheck. <laughs>
1: yeah, I can't take it. <laughs> and I did that for a few years. And why why guy, you want to donate it to your mother? Yeah. <laughs> It was, I was making a lot of money. If I was 1500 a week for real, maybe more sometimes. And I was gambling on top of that. Sometimes oh, I'd man. go to the track with a couple grand in my pocket and come home at like, you know, nine, ten grand. If I were you, I'd still be working at that liquor store. It
0: closed, <laughs> it went out of business. <laughs> <laughs> it couldn't a, afford uh, yeah. to pay the bills anymore. How about that? Weird. Did somebody strike a match?
1: It was like I was a drug my, my mother thought I was a drug dealer. I used to get... Microwaves came out in the... It, it, then it came out in the, maybe the late 70s. But in the, in the 80s, everybody started to get microwaves. That became a big appliance of the 80s. Alcohol. And my mother wanted one so bad. My father said, I'm not paying $400 for a microwave. I'm just not doing it. We have an oven. Use the oven. Now my father lives with the microwave. He can't live without it. But back then, he was like, we have an oven, use the oven. Yeah. We have a conventional toaster oven, use that. She goes, I want the microwave. I bought her a microwave for Christmas. So for a 16-year-old kid to buy his mother a $400 Christmas gift bag, it was a big deal. My mother looked, she opened it up on Christmas morning, and instead of being joyed, overjoyed, she looked at me and she goes, are you a fucking drug dealer? <laughs> <laughs> I go, no, why? She goes, because you have jewelry, you have top of the line clothes, your sneakers cost $97 a pair, you have four pairs of sneakers. Relax, mom, relax. I'm stealing from my boss. Yeah, I'm just stealing liquor. Oh, that's fine. Can oh. you get me a bottle of Chardonnay? <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> You're sitting around and popping corks on champagne. In the, I used and to bring my parents
1: home whenever they wanted and never, and no, the dad, don't worry about it. He used to try to give me the money for the for the bottles of wine there. He goes, no, nah, nah, dad, worry about it. I got it. Don't worry, I got it. And I oh, didn't pay for it, I didn't tell him that. Uh, it's so like if he listens to his podcast, he's probably going to be very pissed.
0: Oh he's, a, he's undoubtedly a big fan. Everybody is New York City area. we have so many listeners and, and and if you listen and you live in New York City, please, Tell tell, uh, tell someone, tell a friend, tell somebody who knows somebody, got a car, <laughs> and uh, and check it out. We're doing a live show on uh, September 29th. That is Tuesday, about a week from last Tuesday. So it's coming up now, depending on when you're listening to this. You better hurry. It's next Tuesday. It's this coming Tuesday, yeah, t- uh, September 29th, uh, and it's at Broadway Comedy Club, 6 p.m. We're going to do about an hour, a little, maybe an hour and 15 minutes, but you better be there on time because there's a show coming in afterward. we got to clear the fuck out. Amber Nelson will be there. Uh, Chris Lager, and uh, news Mandy Statmiller is going to be there. And uh, I think Jim Polk is even going to be there,
1: possibly senior Jew correspondent Nate Fritzen. Where are you working this weekend? I am heading out to uh, Pennsylvania this weekend, but next week when you're doing your uh, your mm-hmm. the taping of the, on the 29th, that week I'll be at the Borgata in Atlantic City. Oh, great. From the 27th through October, I think, 2nd. You and, know, the, yeah, the Borgata—that's quite a place. Yeah, it's a, it's a fun gig. It's a beautiful uh, casino, beautiful theater, and like I uh, saw Bob Dylan there one time. Uh, up in the event center, probably not in the room I work. He probably worked there. There's a 2,700 seat theater, then there's a 900. <laughs> no, play yeah. I, mean, <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> I saw a comic open for the Rolling Stones in Houston, and I thought, what a weird ass gig. And that I mean, is I, weird. First of all, uh, what's it pay? Five grand, twenty five hundred. They well, they still for get a the comic.
1: They get him for well, who is the comic? Depends. Oh, well, he wasn't anybody. I opened up a BB King. I got a lousy five hundred dollars. <laughs> it was BB King. Two thousand people in the audience.
0: Yeah, Rolling Stones. Oh, this is forty thousand people or yeah, some shit. Yeah, you know? But but I bet you it was twenty five hundred. Easy, probably. You know, I mean, I, I mean, probably like no was more. Was he good? Well, it's probably fact, no. He was terrible. There was nobody in the room. That's and, the
1: thing. It's not the comics' fault. Yeah. No, it's not. What but happened,
0: but what, but it, it, you know what if if the, if, <laughs> if he had a crowd he would have also sucked yeah right that was what i was noting at the time i was like i don't even know i would take the gig but jesus it would be horrible i have nightmares about that doing comedy on stage and everybody's a quarter mile away everybody's like you know and they're just settling in people were yelling bb king shit.
1: The, for me the band that was supposed to open for him canceled last minute and I just happened. So to he be, happened to be a friend of yours. Went, right? yeah. yeah. So BB called me. No, but they went down the line, and then when they called my phone, I was the only one that was off that the next night. I go, yeah, I'm off Friday night. I'll come do it. So I went and did it, and they never had a comic in that theater. So they were gonna send me out there with no introduction. They were like, "Go ahead, go." And I go, "What do you mean, go?" They go I go, "People are milling around. The house lights are up." I said, "In order for this to work, I told the sound guy, I yeah. go, you gotta shut the house lights down." and put a spot on me and introduce me from back here, or they're not going to listen to me for a half an hour. Yeah. And he did that, and it took me about 10 minutes from the minute I got on stage to get them focused. Wow, yeah. And then I'd, my last 20 minutes was decent. It wasn't killer, but it was, it was, uh, it was decent. Man, that's... Uh, yeah, sometimes... Because they didn't c- see music. They're not, they didn't expect a comic.
0: It's like, like that season the Jets had that one year <laughs> when uh, they lost Vinny Testaverde in game one. Yep, I was at that game. I had season tickets. <laughs> It was so disappointing. It was their year. Curtis Martin still playing, I believe. Yep, we had and everybody. Yeah, it was a, and a great team. Bill Parcells is coaching. Bill Parcells, and they, I think they, I, they went down like seven and one or something
1: like that. They were 0 in, they started, I think 0 in seven or 0 in eight, and then they won their last eight in a row. And he said that was his proudest season of coaching. Yeah, because he took Ray Lucas actually came in, but yes. he stuck with Rick Myra. For those seven losses, where we all were like, just put Lucas in now. If, if Lucas would have came in earlier, the Jets probably would have made the playoffs that season. Yeah, can you imagine? And he was good. And then he got traded the very next year or some shit. Or like he didn't get to start. Yeah, he went to Miami and he started down there. Yeah, I think. And then Parcells went down there with him too. So very
0: much like the the set you
1: just described. Ten minutes to get him focused. You should have put in Ray Lucas
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs> but then the last 20 minutes you you have them and it's decent and and you figure you just about break even on on that set you yeah. know like but it took a lot just to get there yep just to get your head out of that hole well mm-hmm. man uh, you're a great comic I, I i enjoyed working with the worked with the governors and you're very fucking you're extremely funny there you go you're yeah, funny true bro and and you do this uh well you do unusual gigs I hear you were telling me about some of these unusual gigs you do. Now that's the kind of shit you have to find because, like, where does the money come from? It comes from some golf course.
1: Yeah, yeah. It comes golf from some- outings and, and people. And tomorrow, actually, I'm working with Joey Cola We're going upstate. We're doing some restaurant that's just throwing something. Martha Stewart's going to be in the audience, and we're just doing wow. some. Yeah, we're just do- and it's good money. It's you know, it's it's a nice piece of change, and they're going to feed us too. It's a full spread of good food. Isn't
0: it great when there's good food involved? You know, that's how it is. I'm doing this, and that sounds awesome. Please tell Martha that uh <laughs> to listen to the show yeah but now i'll I, plug the show I, I i have a thing it's it's a place called new york vintners and people can come to it there's a link on my website crimereport.nyc there's some ribs involved and there's three courses October 9th, and this is in Tribeca, yeah. So it's uh, New York vendors. It's a lot of fun. It's it's, it's a weirdy. If you want to come out for a weirdy, and, and it's definitely a rarity and a fun one, and Tom Ryan's going to be there, who's hilarious, and also, you know, Kendra Cunningham.
1: Oh, I love her. She's great. Boston accent, I love her. We break each other's balls about New York and Boston every time I talk to her. Yeah, she's fucking funny. And then Liza. Funny and and Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know,
0: nice person. So come out if you get a chance. Uh, everybody out there, if you got a little bit of money to burn, and if you don't have any money to burn, come to that free show, because it's free. The, the crime report, uh, and nobody's listening now. So they unplugged a long time It's just you and me, Chris. But uh, yeah, come to uh, Broadway Comedy Club, and that's the 29th. that's Tuesday, and, uh, and do that another time. Thanks for uh,
1: hanging out. Also, thanks, Chris. Thanks for coming. Thank you for having me, Pat. You're, you're a great, company, you're a great table. <laughs> wow, that's, I'm gonna put that under my pillow.
0: Thank you for listening oh. to New York City Crime.
1: I got a funny story for you. Yeah, yeah. About Steven, my cousin, who wouldn't break a dollar for gum, so he stole it. <laughs> it's <laughs> hysterical. <laughs> my cousin Joey. That's great. He's like, we're, we're, if you want me to tell it on air, I will. But yeah, he, go we're ahead, like yeah. walking. Uh, he's like, he comes out of the candy store. And he's got gum, right? Hmm. Like, where'd you get the gum? Because I just got it in there. I'm like, how much was it? He goes, twenty five cents. And I go, um, he goes, but I didn't pay for it. I said, you stole it? He goes, yeah. All I got is dollars on me. I'm not going to break a dollar for a quarter. That's what he said. So he (laughs) stole it. That was when we were kids. That was his logic.
0: (laughs) That's funny how kids think things through, I guess. Yeah. Well, gum.
1: Can you get gum for a quarter now? Not that it matters. Probably not. But this was that, like, you know. Used to get maybe two pieces of like the Bazooka Joe for like a quarter. or something. Oh yeah, I remember um, the Bazooka Joe. Came with the comic strip. Yeah, yeah. boy, that was a lousy comic. It
0: was uh, the, the the gum and the candy or and, and the gum and the and the comic strip were equally bad.
1: Yep, the gum was so stale. Always, you break a t- t- tooth chewing it. And I didn't know who Bazooka Joe was. It was that was the blonde guy or something. I think I, think I, think he, I don't know what you, there was a blonde guy and a guy with a backs- baseball cap on. Yeah, I don't, I don't know which one he was. Which one's Bazooka? Yeah. <laughs> And then the hot yoga.